Hi guys and welcome to uh, Rejuvenators Online for uh, Tuesday the uh, 26th of the week. Um, great to have you today. I um, just want to first of all thank all the uh, pastors and guys who have spoken on the uh, series, the nine part series so far, ninth part today. Um, just It was awesome last week with uh, Pastor Cam talking about gentleness. Um, really great word if you haven't heard it. Um, and he really clarified that hey, we, we don't really think about gentleness the most, but actually when we're thinking about it, what we'll notice is that there's some really important things about gentleness. And it was really cool that Pastor Cam touched on those things. Also don't forget that we're trying to um, slim down the uh, talks each week just to keep the time a bit shorter for the teens, for you guys. And also it'll allow you just to um, enable you to quick 10 minutes watch it. Or on one of the podcasts you can listen to it quickly as well. Um, now today I just want to recap the uh, Fruits of the Spirit which is Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Um, and also if you want to obviously download the notes you can go to rejuvenaz.org and you can download the notes too. Uh, Galatians 5 22 to 23 reads this way. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. And that's from NLT. Now don't forget that means that you can do as many as you, uh, those as you can. Um, God wants us to outwork with those all the time with other people. And don't forget that most of those, or all of those, actually center around love for other people. By actually choosing to do patience correctly, kindness, goodness, all those ones, that, even self-control today, choosing to do it correctly, can actually show love for other people. Now I want to sort of come up with a title that will sort of hit you, and I thought a great title today would be Self-Control, Giving Up Your Seat for the Elderly on the Bus. And like, how does it fit in? Well, self-control when directed by the Holy Spirit is laying down your control and giving honour to the things that God would want you to be involved with. This is where you're entitled to be sitting on that seat. But when the elderly person comes up, you actually have to choose in your heart whether you're going to move or not. That's giving up your freedom to support others who are just like you in life, a person. Um, they have feelings and emotions and actually acknowledging them and the impact on them that the decision you could have will have on them, which is actually a really positive one. This is where you are quick to hold your tongue and slow to speak so you're really thinking about your decisions um, as you go. Now I really want to succinctly put into three key points today um, for our sermon uh, and I really wanted to touch on sermon and stories and just the whole personal experience of, of how it's gone. Now the three we're going to touch on are captivate your thoughts is the first point we'll touch today. The second one is self-control actually brings a blessing to other people. And the third one is self-control shows that we want to honour God and follow Christ's example. Um, so that's some really great points. Now we'll get right, right into the first point today, which is one, capture your thoughts. So there's going to be all these thoughts that come into your mind. Um, negative thoughts, um, I can't do this, oh it's too hard. There's so much in the scripture telling us how blessed we are that God knew us before we were born. That he has an amazing destiny for us and he does. So I just want to touch on uh, 2 Corinthians 10.5 for a start, which says this, We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Now that's them talking to people who, who haven't had a relationship with Christ, but that's just like us, we still have those feelings. There are these rebellious thoughts that are in our life. These are these thoughts that come into us that are obstacles to fulfilling God's will. And we actually need to capture those thoughts and choose to keep the good ones, and get rid of the ones that we know actually contradict what the Word of God says about us and who He has made us to be. 
The second scripture is Romans 7.23 which says this, But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Now what it is, there is this war going on us. Do we do the right thing? Do we do the wrong thing? I found some money on the ground. Do I hand it in? Do I pocket it? I saw something fall out of someone's pocket. Do I pocket it? Do I hand it in? You know, there's, you know, there's multiple choices you come to each day. And what it's saying is there is going to always be sin in us. That if we give into it and we give into that power, it's going to lead us to sin. But if we turn away from it, actually acknowledge Christ and get rid of that sin and actually acknowledge the good he can do in our lives, that is where the battle is at. So I just want to go through a quick story um, that came to me when I was younger. I had this decision and I had to capture my thoughts. And I had a friend who came and told me about what the, the coach of um, our club was saying about me at high school. Now I had a chance to capture those thoughts. But actually what I did is I got rid of the good stuff because he'd been obviously working with us for a year. And I grabbed the negative things, things that the person was saying he's saying about me, things that were not so great. And I grabbed onto him and I hunted him down. So I went and approached the, the coach and I, I, I basically said straight up I, was, oh, I wanted to be in the top team. I sort of promoted myself to the top rather than actually starting at the bottom like it talks about the Bible and then some promote you up the table. I sort of tried to push my way. And what I found happening is that actually it cost me. Um, the incurring discussions came that he was very offended by me not actually having self-control on what I was saying. Um, I got kicked out of a club. I can't imagine any, many people get kicked out of a badminton club. Um, and then I had to take a long road for two or three years to sort of reclaim uh, what I got wrong. So I learned the hard way to be patient. I learned the hard way to take the lowest road. And I actually came back in my, uh, my year 13 year and had a great year playing for the club. But it cost me. We had an interchange down to Dunedin and I'd always wanted to go to it, but it cost me. And I'll regret for the rest of my life, but it will remind me that I need to have self-control on what I say and not be rude to other people. Um, the second one we had was uh, self-control blesses others. Um, and it's really great. So we'll delve into this, which is Matthew 5 um, verses 9. God blesses those who work for peace, uh, for they will be called the children of God. So God wants us to be peacemakers. So when those thoughts come into our mind, when you think, how can I be peaceful? How can I uh, love others with the decisions I make and how I control my thoughts? Now the next one we had was 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 14. It said, Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, and be patient with everyone. So when these thoughts come into our mind, we actually need to say, what am I going to do? Am I going to be lazy and sit there and do my own thing? Or am I actually going to look to bless other people by being an encourager, by being patient and being tender? Just like Pastor Cam talked about being gentle last week, you know, our thoughts can lead us to being really tender towards other people. Now, a story I remember is I had a friend come over to, to my house and he said to me, Hey, he said, Joan, can you help me build a, uh, a, cab a cabinet? It was late at night, I didn't really want to go over, I just want to watch a movie and things like that. And that was what I wanted. But the Holy Spirit's point was to bless someone else. So in the end, I, this was the right choice this time. I chose to ignore my laziness in a situation where I wanted to watch TV and TV wasn't going to build a relationship at all. And I went over to the house. And what actually ensued from this was I worked hard, helped him out, built, built the cabin or whatever he needed me to build and did what, what he'd asked and supported him. And we built a greater relationship from that. And imagine if I hadn't gone there, I would have built a relationship with my TV. 
I don't think God's kingdom is about TVs. So I, I chose to make the right choice by having self-control to go and bless him. A story, uh, so that story was fantastic. Now, um, a third point today, which was uh, self-control shows that we want to honor God and follow Christ's example. So what are we going to do with thoughts? Do we turn them to Christ? Do, do we not turn them to Christ? So a very, really important thing to have in our lives. Now, uh, our first verse here was 2 Timothy 2 verses 24. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. He uh, be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. And the thing I grab out of that verse is the word difficult. Self-control doesn't mean it's going to be easy when we're dealing with people. Self-control doesn't mean it's easy when we choose the, the path of Christ to follow his example because his, his life wasn't at all easy at times. Wasn't welcomed at home, crucified on the cross. So there's going to be difficult people. But doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do. We're not working for earthly rewards because if you are, your earthly reward will be what you get on earth. You work for like the heavenly rewards, the things that you know you'll get in heaven because you choose to honor God today. So the next one was uh, Matthew 26, 53 to 54. And I'm thinking about how Christ showed uh, self-control. And I read this way. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us? And he would see them instantly. But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Christ wasn't fixated on getting his now fixed, getting make it easy for him now. It's the same as us. We might look and say, man, like, it would be so easy if I gave in and my self-control was all about me. Stayed at home, chilled out, not about anyone else, my life would be great. But God's mission wasn't about you taking it easy, taking the easy way out, the lazy road out, burying your talent in the ground. His calling was for you to look and say, what am I doing in this moment? How can I honor him? And it's grabbing the moment and saying, hey, my moment might be to have self-control and to go bless someone. It might be to um, grasp and, and take uh, ownership of my thoughts and actually kick out the, the rubbish that I don't need. It might be to display Christ-like character to someone else and they say, who is that guy? What is it about that guy that I, I want to know? And that could really lead someone to have a relationship with Christ as well. Um, now, my example of this was when I had a boss at work, um, and he, he, he wasn't very nice. He, he started as a colleague, um, got given the privilege of being in charge of a department, and, and he turned around and he just treated us really badly. Now, I felt angry, I felt frustrated, and I felt annoyed. And even though I made a good decision in the end, I still felt those feelings, and it was okay to feel those feelings. So don't feel it's not okay to feel angry, frustrated, and annoyed. But being angry, frustrated, annoyed doesn't solve any problems. Just offends people. So what I did is, as I sort of thought, so how can I be like Christ? What what choices can I make to, to honor Him? And what I did in the end is I tried to clarify the position of what He was saying to us. I tried to build that relationship back up and I tried to encourage Him. And what I actually found out that actually doing the thing that I didn't want to do because I was so frustrated at Him, actually end up building, uh, I guess, a more of a, a relationship that was actually, I was the worker, he was the boss, but he was going to treat me fairly. Um, and also, it went way better than I thought. And if I turned around and said, me, 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 I think it would have gone pear-shaped. I would have offended him, and it would have been so awkward. But I chose the other way, where I tried to build that relationship up. I tried to bless him, but also model that Christ-like example, and have that self-control in those decisions. And it was so good, because actually it came out far better. 
Now I just want to um, recap my points from today, which is one, capture your thoughts. Don't let them capture you. Number two, self-control blesses others. We're here to be a blessing. The fruits of the Spirit are about love. And when you have self-control, you are actually loving other people. The third one was self-control shows that we want to honor God and follow Christ's example. And sometimes their self-control is a submission to say, God, I love you. God, I want to honor you with my life. And that self-control says, I want to follow your path for my life because I know it is the best path. Now, I just want to go and recap Galatians 5, 22 to 23 before we finish up today, which says this. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And if I could promote it to you, all of those things are going to build the kingdom. All of those things are going to build you closer to Christ. When you start turning those things around and actually do the opposite of those things, you start pushing the Holy Spirit's influence away from your life and you start pulling everything towards you as a person. We have so many people confused today because they get this principle wrong. They don't understand what the fruits of the Spirit are that would actually free them up from a life rather than just internalizing everything and getting so confused. We are not meant to be internalized. We are meant to be relational. We are meant to be part of a body and if we take that body away, we just cease to understand where we fit in it. Now, I hope you've enjoyed the series, uh, the nine-part series. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with some new exciting speakers and some new exciting topics. I'm really looking forward to that. I just want to remind you lastly, before at the end we point out the, the three, three key points again, is that are you quick to hold your tongue and are you slow to speak? Those two things are great talents to have and if you can do it, you're going to go far. So just recapping today, one, Capture your thoughts. Don't let them capture you. Number two, self-control blesses others. And number three, self-control shows that you want to honor God and you want to follow Christ. It is not going to be easy. But all the time that I've turned around and had lack of self-control and made it all about me, it's gone bad. And all the times that I've honestly said, hey God, you know, I need to give it up to you. I need to control my thoughts and tongues. It's gone so much better. And I know it could be even more better if I trusted even more because sometimes I put myself back into it. And I try to hold the reins a little bit. Um, I just want to thank you guys for listening to the series. I uh, hope you have a great night, great day whenever you're watching it. Um, and we'll catch you uh, in a few weeks. See you guys.